0: We know y'all like to beat around the bush. And it's time out for that. We are here to discuss life, love, and everything in between. Let's get straight to it. Welcome to the First episode of Straight to It, the podcast. Hey, welcome, friends. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is Straight to It, the podcast. I'm Quinn, I am Kita. And um, since this is our first episode, I do want to just talk about why we started this. And it's really just us as friends, as sisters, just having candid conversations about different topics that affect our everyday life. And we hope that it can relate to someone, um, men and women. So it's not just for the girls. The guys can listen as well. So we hope that everyone gets something out of this. We asked a question on our social medias. Our question of the day, which we will have one of these every week to just allow our social media friends and family members to kind of weigh in on different topics that we're going to be talking about. So, this week's question of the day was Do you think your past hurts are hindering your current dating life? And have you forgiven your exes? Mm. So, we're going to read a couple of the responses anonymously. Um, So I'll kick it off. Someone said, oh, that's a tough question. I had to forgive my ex, the first and only one I fell in love with, who didn't think she did anything wrong. And for that, I'm still a little bitter towards her. However, with her and my failed relationships molded me into the man that I am today. Yes. It made me better for the next woman that comes into my life. Come on, the next better for the next woman. Yes. I love that. Yes. I love that too. Yes. Don't make her pay for what somebody else did. Um, Mm -hmm. Our next comment says, I would say it does affect you, whether it's positive or negative. Sometimes what someone does to you can make you better yourself. After time, you realize people were in your life for a specific reason or lesson. It's up to you to understand what it is. Amen. Mm I love it. So the next one is, Um, The next comment says, so honestly, all the way in here, I had to do some real soul searching and seek therapy so I wouldn't end up self-sabotaging. I was so hurt and abused that I felt any nice guy was too good to be true and would push them away. Mm, Know that. Like I'd rather have abuse? Crazy. But with time and intentional work to heal, I've been open to better experiences. So yes, for some time, the past hurt did hinder my current dating life. Mm, That was deep. I love how she talked about he or she, sorry, talked about (laughs) intentional work to heal. Right. That's very important. It is important. Um, And our final comment from the question of the day says, I've forgiven my exes, but I know I definitely have a wall up and look at people differently because of everything I've been through. Mm -hmm. And I think that's Mm. kind of the common theme, you know, amongst all the other responses because we did not read off all of them, but I do think that You know, that was kind of a common theme. Like, you know, the effects of past situations, um, you know, kind of having that effect on the next person that you date. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, doing that work to heal. So I have a question for you, Quinn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. Why you get quiet? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Girl, go ahead. have you mm -hmm. the wonderful Quinn forgiven your exes? (laughs) Oh, that's a tough, Now I'm not, I'm kidding. Um, I would say in the sense of guys that I've actually been in full-out relationships with, yes, I think that um, I have forgiven them because I couldn't move on until I did, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things of, you know, understanding that okay if I think about this person I still get angry why you know I've moved on he's moved on why am I still angry and then kind of breaking that down to say you know it's not him it's just the things that happened in that relationship that I couldn't Mm. get over so you know really doing that work and looking at myself and you know making sure that I could forgive him um them <laughs> and um you know just kind of move on. But I will say the, the harder situations that I have been in have been from my situationships. So it hasn't necessarily been anybody that I dated, mm. um, you know, officially, it's really been the in-betweens that I'm still struggling with. And I'll be totally honest with that. I, I still struggle with forgiveness for some of them. Carol. What about oh. you? Girl, would you believe that I forgave one today? Mm, t- okay, be You, you want to go a little deeper? <laughs> um, okay, so, <laughs> okay. I don't know what that accent was. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm joking about just forgiving them today. However, I did have a conversation with an ex of mine. Mm-hmm. And when I say an ex, y'all, this was like seven years ago um they have reached out on multiple occasions wanting to have a conversation and i was very reluctant to have that mm-hmm. because i had done what needed to be done for me to move past the relationship 7 years ago mm-hmm. however i am a person who you know if i'm convicted about something i say you know what maybe i should so felt convicted had the conversation today the conversation actually was very productive um, you know time and growth and things like that and this relationship was very important in my life I will not sit here and try to say like oh you know it's him none, none of that I was you know I thought at the time I was in love with this person we were talking about getting married we looked at rings things of that nature mm-hmm. Um, so today we had a very productive conversation and he apologized for some of the things that transpired towards the ending of our relationship and i'll be completely 100 percent. i had already forgiven him mm-hmm. but sometimes i think when you actually can get that apology that you that you never got mm-hmm. it does something for you yeah. so just based on the things that he expressed the things we talk about you know i would keep that private obviously um I was like, you know what? I think that was just a way of God uh, reaffirming some things for me. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a great conversation. Now, I will say, mm-hmm. he did try to, you know, at the end, he was like, you know, <laughs> well, you know, if we want, I don't know if you want to keep in touch. And I had to say, ah, ah, you want the wrong way, brother? <laughs> no. It's a no for me, dog. Right. So, no. Thank you. Thank you for the conversation. It was great. Right. But, but we're going to leave it right here. We chopped it up, you know. Mm-hmm. Talked about some things. Um, and I will also say that, you know, sometimes in relationships we think like, oh, well, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. But he definitely opened up about something that occurred that he felt where I wronged him. Um, mm-hmm. And so me being who I am and the growth that I have experienced, I was able to say, you know what, I understand your perspective. That is not what my intent was at the time this is what I meant when I said what I said right. and you know so we were able to just really talk through some of the things and so have I forgiven my exes yes do I talk to all them niggas no okay period, period. <laughs> yeah. you an ex for a reason <laughs> that's true too honey that's very true Perfect. so with that We're going to transition now into the actual title of this episode. So this week's episode is titled Always the Bridesmaid. So not sure if you all have tuned in. Um, Netflix, you know, everybody's Netflix and chilling, quarantine and chilling right now. You better be. You better be. Social distancing (laughs) is important. And yes, that was our PSA for the day. Always the Bridesmaid. I love this movie. Um, I love because it has an all-black cast. I like to call it 27 dresses for black. Yes, girls. I like that. <laughs> mm. um, and so it really inspired me and uh, Quinn and we were like, you know what? We should talk about this or the premise of this movie right. on our first podcast episode. Right. Which is also about, and we, and what we took from, you know, watching that movie and having a conversation with, with each other was, owning our singleness and kind of what that looks like for the both of us. How have we navigated, you know, being single and, you know, our respective locations and, and things like that. So um, yeah. that's what we're going to talk about today. Right. We're about to get straight to it. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> There's no other way to do it. Okay. No other way. All right. All right. Let's so, do it. Um. First of all, really want to talk about the pressures of dating especially when friends and family members are married or in serious relationships. So, Keita, how, how does that make you feel? Do you feel, you know, pressured to date or do you have any insecurities around dating or, you know, does it make you feel a type of way when, you know, you see your friends and family members get married and you're just standing there in a bridesmaids dress? Like, how does that um, make you feel? ironically um i am actually getting ready to experience i'm undergoing my first experience as a bridesmaid Uh, my best friend of 20 years is getting married um super duper excited for her Um, this is my first time actually being a bridesmaid but i do have a lot of close girlfriends um male friends who are married or engaged whatever etc um so for me i think Do I feel pressured? I don't want to... I pressure this sounds so like, you got to do it now, now, you know? But for me, it's more of like a... I'm happy for all of these people in my Mm -hmm. life, right? Because for me, it gives me hope. It's like, okay, if it can happen for them, it can happen for me. But I will be completely 100% transparent in this moment. I am the single friend. Mm -hmm. I'm becoming the single friend. And quite frankly, it's not a fun feeling sometimes. sometimes. Um, I desire to have companionship, uh, partnership things of that that nature. Currently where I am in my life, it's not happening as quickly as I would mm-hmm. like, but um, it doesn't take away from the fact that I am excited for others, you know, it's just like the reality is when you are in a space where you go out and all of your friends are booed up and you're not mm-hmm you know, it can put you in a space. Friends. um And so, I just want to be clear with that. Like, I'm very happy for everybody else, but it is still definitely something that I desire to have. um And so, I'm not pressured. I mean, I think I have some, tr- I don't want to call them triggers. Well, maybe they are triggers, but I really don't like when people say, like, you still single? You ain't married yet? Girl. You ain't this known, Girl. Cause let me tell y'all something. When it happens, y'all gonna know. Maybe not right away, but y'all will know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just think, you know, it, it, society has this thing. where if you're a certain age, you at a certain point in your life, that is what you should be doing. And I just think that it's not always fun to make people feel like if you're not doing that, then something's right. wrong. What about you? Oh, where do I start? You took a girl. Okay, I felt it in, me, I in my chest. Girl, who? Oh, Hold on. Um, Just, no. <laughs> but seriously, I think I have felt the pressures of dating and getting married. My last relationship, um, you know, it lasted for a very long time. And that was kind of the next step for us. Um, you know, but some things happened, and the relationship just did not work out. But at that time, um, one of my best friends got married. And after that, I was just like, you know, oh my gosh, at the time, you know, I think I was, I think when she got married, I may have been 26. So I was kind of thinking like, oh, well, you know, maybe I should try to make it work. You know, I'm getting older. It's kind of like what you said earlier with, you know, what society has deemed, you know, oh, you know, you need to get married before you're 30. You need to be having kids and all this other type of stuff. I think I did feel that pressure at that time. And then as the years kind of went on and I'm like, now I'm five years out of that relationship and I'm still single. So I'll Mm -hmm. be honest and say that I was happy for my friends, but I was also, you know, I, I did feel like, okay, maybe At one point, I really felt like maybe I'm that woman that's just going to be single for the rest of my life. Maybe I'm that woman that's just not going to have kids. You know, maybe that's my maybe that's what God has set for me. And I became okay Mm -hmm. with that. I totally became, you know what? I don't see it happening for me. Nothing is going anywhere. I give up on dating. I'm not gonna talk to anyone. I'm not gonna entertain anyone. I'm gonna work on my career and focus on my friends and my family and that's it And for a lot a long time, that's the headspace that I was in. I really was just like you know I just don't I just don't want to do it because there's just no point that's not, that's not what's for me. That's not in the cards for me. And I've, you know, I've told multiple friends that, and, you know, obviously them being the optimistic people that they are, you know, don't say that, but it's hard when you're going through it and, you know, us as single women and kind of being on our own and not really having anyone, you know, outside of family or friends that we can really rely on, you know, sometimes it just becomes your norm. So I do Mm -hmm. think that I felt the pressure at one point, but, at another point, it was just kind of like a, a turning point, And I just really just stopped caring about it. Um, I think that, like you said, being around my friends, a lot of my friends are married or in serious relationships. And I'm also, you know, that single friend. So kind of also navigating through what that looks like and being okay with not always being happy for them if that makes sense. So it doesn't mean that I want anything bad to happen to their relationship, but, you know, just to be honest, you know, why can't I have that? Why can't I yeah. have, you know, a, a real serious relationship? Why can't I get married? You know, what's wrong with me? So I think it comes like with the pressures, you know, what people asking you to get in a relationship and get married. I don't think people understand kind of the psychological effect that can have on someone because then you start to question mm-hmm. yourself, you know, and um, it, it took a while for me to kind of snap out of that mindset, but but yeah, that's I mean that's that's my spill on that. That on that, and there's nothing wrong with you. You're fine. Oh, thank you. You tall glass of rosé, <laughs> rosé that anybody would be lucky to drink. <laughs> thank you, sis. I appreciate that. So okay, so how have you so? We already know, you know, and we're going to talk about this yeah. real briefly because we're getting saturated with it right. every day. Dorona is out here, sis. Yeah. It's Ms. out Ms. here. is making her rounds, honey. She need to go home, though. I'm good She needs to just say, you know what? I'm tired, y'all. All right, yeah. I'm good. All right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> um, so, you know, Dorona is out here. We have absolutely ample amount of time. To sit and reflect and meditate and whatever. So I just want to know, like, how has this, you know, space of being able to just be quarantined, how has this helped you own your singleness? I think my journey started prior to the whole quarantine situation. I think that just kind of, and I guess it was a a great segue from the last, uh, the last question that we talked about, but um, I think that with, you know, with kind of everything that I just said at some point, like I said, I, a light went off, a light bulb went off in my head and I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm okay by myself, but still understanding that, you know, my journey is my journey. I can't compare my life. To someone else's, because you never know what other people are going through. So mm-hmm. you can't. That glass Hello. house is real nice. Did you throw that Hello. stone real quick? Break okay. it all down. So I, I had to stop, <laughs> you know, looking at friends and family members and comparing where they were to where I am, and really just loving myself a little bit more. You know, loving myself the most. That's always important, because if you love yourself the most, I think that keeps you from, you know, the bad things that might happen, even though bad things are just inevitable. But, you know, it kind of keeps you if you love yourself and you're happy with yourself like that give that frees up so much room to love someone else. So I think with my journey, um, you know, one, like I said already, forgiving my past relationships or situations loving myself, not settling, not changing who I am at my core. And again, being okay with being alone and being happy for those around me, no matter what their situation looks like. So that's kind of my journey and I'm still on it. I think that being, you know, quarantined has, I guess, given me more time to reflect on that, to kind of really say, okay, you know, you, you've you done the work. You've done, you know, the healing, the, you know, the therapy and, and all that good stuff. So what's next? Like where do where do we go from here? So I will say I've had a little bit more time to reflect on, you know, what my next journey is. Um, but I think I totally own my singleness at this point. How about you? Ooh, Chile. <laughs> I I'm I'm gonna be very honest. Yes. Your girl has, I was good, right? And then the Rona came through and then it was like, oh, we're going to be quarantined for a week. And now here we are six weeks. And I'll just be honest. I was like, girl, you really out here alone mm-hmm. by yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, And so just started having all these uh, thoughts of like, wow, like I'm really like really understanding like, okay, you are single you definitely have to take care of yourself. You are quarantined by yourself. And so my mind started thinking, like, wow, like, you know, if this continues on, like, what does this mean for my future? Does this mean I'm gonna be alone for the rest of my life? Like, just all these different thoughts started coming into my mind. You know, mm-hmm. this is what happened when you by yourself. Um, but something that has helped me, I just, you know, being in this whole prior to even before the Rona came in I was already moving towards this space of understanding that just because you are single it doesn't mean that your life mm-hmm. is not full it doesn't mean that you aren't whole and I think for me like yes there are times when you know I might get lonely but I'm also not oh, desperate say that <laughs> um I'm I I might get lonely but I'm not mm-hmm. desperate Okay, <laughs> tweet that. um and then you know I'm not alone either. Like my life is full. Like I have wonderful friends like yourself. I have family, you know, I have uh, colleagues. I have my students, like my life is full. Right. And so for me, I have had to shift my perspective about what does it mean Mm -hmm. to be single? Right. Like, again, people say, oh, you this age, you still single. What's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. Nothing's wrong with me. This is where I am in my journey. And I have to own that. And to be honest with you, I couldn't imagine having a husband and kids mm-hmm. right now. Just with the state of the nation and the world, you know, like, it's just it's a lot. Um, and so I think for me, just shifting my perspective, single, singleness, I think, for me, what has helped me is understanding that this is the time in my life where I have unabashedly um, ample amount of time to just pour mm-hmm. into myself. Um, spend time with myself, do things for me and not have to consider anybody else. Now, if somebody comes along while I'm doing that and they are of caliber and <laughs> substance and I choose to let them into my world, then I will do that. But again, for me, owning my this has been for me to shift my perspective, right? Like, yeah girl, you might get lonely but you ain't desperate and you're not alone either, so I think just kind of focusing on those things has really helped because sometimes, you know, it helps to have a good friend. You can call and y'all can have those conversations. Y'all can support each other through those, you know, maybe tough moments of the journey. Um, but I think just owning it and understanding
1: that we right. fly.
0: So, I mean, yeah. Um. So I have a question for you. It's not a question. It's more like transitioning mm-hmm. into our next space. You know we're single. We have been in relationships before, situationships, whatever. How have you gotten out of your own way when it comes to this dating relationship? Single, uh, insert whatever. How have you? How have you gotten out of um, your own way? Quite frankly, that's where I'm stuck at right now. <laughs> Well, (laughs) frankly, I, I, I'm on, you know, to be honest, I'm still struggling with getting out of my own way. I think that, you know, kind of like what some of the people said for the question of the day, you know, you go from one situation and I know with my, in my case, it's like, okay, I take my lessons from that situation and okay, I'm going to apply it here, but maybe being too cautious because honestly at the first sign of some bullshit I'm out like there's no you know there's no talking there's no reconciliation I'm just done I'm not going to argue with you about it I'm not going to fight I'm not going to get upset I'm not going to get angry I'm just going to dip like that's how I am so I think that Um, just because I'm like, you know what, if I, at the first sign of something, I'm like, you know what, I'm not going back down this road again. So if I see any similarities between a past situation that did not work out, I'm automatically wiping my hands of that situation. Like, I don't even want to deal with it because I've dealt with enough and, you know, that's and I know that's probably that's definitely something that I need to work on Is really having more patience and understanding Because I think that's very important And you know when I'm in a relationship I'm great at that But it's just that initial We in this dating phase Especially if I don't know you um, I kind of like that trust has to be built there And I do have a tendency to just bounce Without question um, So that I'm, I'm kind of still in my own way Again kind of taking time back to not, you know, not to say that I don't want to date right now, um, but really just again, you know, being able to, when I do come across those situations, making sure that I'm working through them in a healthy way for myself and for the other person, you know, because I also have to take um, the other party's feelings, you know, into account as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm still in my way. So I, you know, I'm working on that, but I'm not. I'm not you there to I honestly I'm just not there. So hopefully, you know, hopefully I will mm-hmm. be. I think that if I come across the person someone who makes me feel different, you know, I think we all have mm-hmm. that intuition, you know. So I think if I mm-hmm. I think I'll know, you know, I think once that person crosses my path, I'll know. And can you oh. elaborate on you, you said something that I was okay, like what well, well, say well, yeah you know just in case you know there's someone <laughs> listening and they're like hmm, I I, I, I want to be that difference in right. Quinn's life so what is different I don't like? know and like I said I think hmm. that it's I think it's really you know coming into a That's situation okay. where you feel safe and I'm not necessarily speaking in a, a literal sense i mean that's important too but you know someone that I, get I feel safe with i feel secure with someone that i can you know reveal my flaws to and you know someone that's willing to work through that with me and be, me also being willing to work through that with him whatever that looks like so i think like i think that difference for me i don't know i think it just have to be someone that's just you know straight up. This is hey, I'm here for you. What's up? You know what I'm saying? Like that's the type of man that I need. Like you know, I think that's just the difference for me, in my opinion. But you know, just that uh, feeling. You know, you can the butterfly di- feeling. You just like yeah. Ooh. If you think that you can be different yeah, and you can provide those butterflies, ma'am. you can. <laughs> PSA announcement. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> this is not what that is. Okay. <laughs> So, um, Keita, how about you? How do you feel like, you know, mm-hmm. with you working on your singleness and, you know, having possible interests coming into your life? Um, how have you either gotten out of your own way or how are you working on getting out of your own way? If you would feel like you're, you're Ooh. the issue here. Getting out of Nikita's own way is so, uh. I'm still a work in progress on this as well, but I can absolutely tell you the way that I am learning and getting out of my own way is learning what to let mm. things and people go. Yeah. Um, You know, I am a very, I see the good in everybody. And, you know, I hold on. I give people the benefit of the doubt. And I'm like, no, well, they, I, you know, I give people grace. They got this going on. So I'm to you know, I'm gonna just, be there and be supportive until, you know, whoop whatever the case may be. And it's like, no, girl, if it's mm-hmm. not serving you, let it go. Um, and that is something that I have quite transparently struggled with a lot when it comes to relationships. And it's not even just romantic relationships, right? Like family members, friends, things like that. Just learning how to let it go when mm-hmm. it's no longer serving me. You know, I'm one of those people I don't want to ever feel Mm -hmm. like I gave up too soon. Um, And the fact of the matter, girl, (laughs) I'm like, I don't you know, I don't want to give up on this person. I believe in them. I believe I believe. And it's like, girl, you need to believe Mm -hmm. that you need to let it go, you know. And so I am getting out of my own way and just saying, you know what, there are good people out in the world. And they are great, but they Mm -hmm. just might not be great for you. Um, And that's okay, right? Like, everybody's not going to be the fit. Every, you know, every pot got a lid. Every Mm -hmm. lid is not going to fit my pot. And I have to be okay with that. And then I would also say just, you know, I used to be real honed in on, like, my type, my type. And the fact of the matter is, it's not me, it's these niggas. Um, there it is again <laughs> there it is again I mean I'm, I'm just kidding but in all in all seriousness um, I, I do believe there's a slight truth to that and I know that because all my exes they always come back but that's neither here nor there um, but I just think you know we, we like to say oh I have this type but the truth is as you evolve as a person as a human being The things that you desired before as you grow, you no longer have a desire for them. So I would like to think, I have also gotten out of my way by understanding that my appetite Mm -hmm. for the things that I want have changed, right? Stop trying to make an orange or apple. You know what I'm saying? Like they taste different. So just letting things go and understanding that everybody that that I believe is good is not Mm -hmm. necessarily good for you. Um, And that as you grow and become more, you know, you own who you are, what you like changes. And I can honestly say there <laughs> it has changed, honey. Okay. I'll be looking at some of these. I'll be reflecting and looking at some of these. Uh, you know, me and you, we have these transparent conversations offline. We be looking at some right. of these folks and we be like, girl, why? why, girl? So, yeah, getting out of my own way and just saying, you know what? I'm at a place in my life where I want what I need and not yes. necessarily what I want. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that, that's, yeah <laughs> I think that comes with the maturity thing because, you know, when you're younger, yeah. you know, you out here in these streets and you just like, you know, I look good, he Street. look good, we have fun, whoopie, whoop, whoop. whoop, whoop. And sometimes, we do it. sometimes, you know, you tend to not see, you know, the red flags and you just deal with stuff that you don't necessarily have to put up with. So I think as we've gotten older, like you said, it turns more of I want this. I want everything on this list and I'm not taking anything less than to, you know what, there's other things that are more important than him being a tall, dark, handsome um chocolate, you know, sound like yeah let me tell you something. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get off track. But let me just tell you something about y'all. Never mind. Whatever. Whatever. Yaya, whatever. shout out to I, you. I we know. love you. But yeah. Like I think that um I think it's just with a maturity thing. I think as you get older you start to realize what's really important because as we're having this conversation about people getting married and always being a bridesmaid. It's like you have to think and I always ask my friends it's like when they're struggling in their relationships like is this something you can put up with for the rest of your life because when you get married, that's what you're committing to so if this if there's something there that you can't get over, then you may have to reevaluate that situation. Amen get out your own way. We are our greatest enemy for sure. I know I have been my own greatest enemy and I yeah we, and that was a quote there's know, actually a so. quote from the movie that I want to drop on y'all oh. Come yes. on. I love quote. Mark the, the the love interest in the movie, and just I guess it's a good segue to the next part, but he said he told her that she chooses to be unhappy. Oof. And that's why she's unhappy. Oof. And I was like, wow, that's that that's that's a word there. Y'all need to watch the movie. Yeah, it's not just it for is. women either, it's for men. Because the love interest has some it things is. that he had and, to do. You too. know, really talking about you know, about love and how love is a choice and and a commitment and things like that. So I'm going to ask you now, though, do you agree with that? Do you think that love is a choice um, or do you just think we all just feel love when we feel it? How do you feel about that? I think Mm -hmm. I would agree. Um, I think that also there are a lot of factors that go into Mm -hmm. what love might look like for someone. Um, depending on, you know, your upbringing and things of that nature. So love love looks different for a lot of different people, but I think when you say to yourself, I want, I love this person, mm-hmm. you make that choice yeah. to love that person. Um, they don't make that choice for you and I think if you, you know, similar to how the main character said, you know, you're choosing mm-hmm. to be unhappy, you can choose to love. Right? Um, again, there might be barriers to that. You might have to, you know, go to therapy and kind of work through what that might mm-hmm. look like for you. But I do think it's a choice. Um, I don't think you just wake up and be like, right? oh, I love you. You know, you, you're choosing to say that to that person. You're choosing to say, you know, I love this person. So then, I don't know, my actions will align in love my words will align in love you know my integrity about whoever this person is that i love and not necessarily a romantic relationship will align in love um i think love transcends more than just like romantic relationships right like it's a choice to love your Mm -hmm. family it's a choice to love your friends and other people that you have to interact with Mm so yeah i think it is a choice Um, And I think there are barriers going back to what we asked at the beginning. I think, unfortunately, our experiences can sometimes impact whether or not we choose to love. So what about you? Do you think it's a choice? I think that love is an action word, which is, you know, what you said. I think that love is something that we decide we want to do. It's deliberate. It's intentional. It's showing effort. It's showing up every single day no matter how you feel, Can you you repeat repeat that? that? I want to make sure I remember what I said. I said you know love is a choice. It's an act. It's a decision. It's deliberate. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. choosing to do to Mm -hmm. love someone every day. Show Mm -hmm. up. And you said show up. And show up. And show out. Yeah I think that um We may have had this idea of what love is, kind of like you said, the way that you're brought up and you just feel like, oh, love is just something that happens. Sometimes you just tell people you love them because you feel like, oh, we've been in this thing for two months or three months now, so I must love you because we've been together for two or three months. Or even with friends, like, hey, we've known each other for so long. Girl, I love you. But again, what does that look like in How do you show up for those people? How do you love them? Like I think it's more of a self thing than an actual based on someone else, if that makes sense. Um, and the fact Mm -hmm. that you can love everyone doesn't mean you should. So that's really all I have to say about that. Oh well, (laughs) well, (laughs) where were you? I was there. Okay. (laughs) maybe we wasn't this close I wasn't this wise wise, and I'm still working on that too but like I said you live and you learn honey so you live and you learn so the straight and narrow is pretty much uh, Quinn and I are going to give you some words of wisdom to marinate on until we meet again (laughs) so Quinn what you gonna hit the people with today Um, with the straight and narrow they're like multiple sentences put together. So they may or may not may or may not make sense, but I'm just thinking of this off the top of my head. So I'm just gonna go. Um being single is not a bad thing. It doesn't mean you're lonely and you don't owe anyone an explanation for why you're single. Take time to work on yourself, heal if mm. necessary, because all relationships, friendships, family ships do not have to be traumatic. And that's all I have. Did you write that? I did write that. I thought about that as we were talking. That's what I came up with for today. <laughs> oh wow! I hope so. I mean, I felt that in my spirit, in my shana. What about you, sis? What you leaving um, people with today? I think so. This is not my own personal straight and narrow, but I'm going to adopt it from somebody who gave it to me, and I just feel like it impacted me really um, heavily. Um, so, a great friend of mine. You know, right now, it's, it's really easy to drift off and think about the future, the future, the future. What's going to happen tomorrow? What if, what if, what if? Right. And so I just want to encourage everybody to stay present in the moment. Right. Like control what you can control in the now. Um, and so the quote that was given to me was you don't have to know how this moment leads to the next one. Mm. You just have to believe that it will. So what, what, you know, whatever you, and so shout out to Tasha Denny. She is the person that blessed me with that quote. Um, so wherever you are right now, you know, being quarantined, like you don't have to know what's next, but just believe that this moment, this, this moment of clarity for everybody will lead you to all right well with that we're gonna wrap up our very first episode very much for listening Um, (laughs) please follow us on social media we're on instagram um and the handle is at straight to it pod and that's with the number two thank y'all and we will talk to y'all next week